This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Hey, Panero. Hero. He's the new hero. Man, Zane Gonzalez goes down for the year. Eddie Panero is the uh, is the hero for the Panthers. Um, I think it probably deserves exploring whether or not Steve Wilkes either will be or should be the head coach. And I'm I am curious. I know I said we were going to go through the six playoff games. We're going to have plenty of time for that. But I'll, let me just throw this. Let me just throw the phone numbers out there. 919-860-5326. If you're a Panthers fan, do you want Steve Wilkes to be your head coach? Because I do think it's fair if you don't. It probably means that you only looked at him as an interim in the beginning and they didn't make the playoffs. And the truth is, is that they did have an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter at Tampa against a really not good football team. I realize Tom Brady is their quarterback and you can always get beat. And you were not a great football team either, but you did have an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter. And Tampa scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But are you in favor of Steve Wilkes being the head coach and not being the interim head coach? And I have told you why I believe he's the right man for this job. And it really speaks to two things. One, head coaching is first and foremost, number one is about leadership. It is rare when a head coach that does not command the respect of the personal respect of his locker room, it's rare where that coach is successful. And I think that there are a lot of really, really smart people who were not great head coaches because they were not great leaders. And this is going to sound... Uh, like a slight, but I I don't mean it to be that way. And I will use the name Mark Trestman here. Trestman, who was at one point, among all of his other jobs he had, the offensive coordinator at NC State. Trestman, a brilliant offensive coach. Mark Trestman could be on my coaching staff if I were head coach any day. But as a head coach... There was something lost in the transition from being the offensive guy to the head coach and then commanding the room. You might say the same thing about Adam Gase, who was a failed head coach at two spots in the division, same division, Miami, and then the Jets. Most people look at Adam Gase as a really smart offensive mind, but it could not translate as a head coach. Steve Wilkes is a very good defensive coach. I don't think there's any question about that. But Steve Wilkes is a great leader. And once you have that taken care of, then it's all about building out a coaching staff that matches with your personality or 
has enough of a contrast to bring out some of the uh, maybe some of your own personal deficiencies as a coach, whether it's uh, strategy or good cop, bad cop, things like that. But I think Wilkes is perfect for in terms of a leader. And then the other part of this, and I think it matters, and again, I could be completely uh, snowed by the fact that I cover the Carolina Hurricanes and I see what it meant to them. Having a head coach who cares about the place, and I think Steve Wilkes cares. He's an app guy, uh, but he's a Charlotte guy. He cares about the city. He cares about the franchise. It's I'm not saying it's not a job. It is a job. And Steve Wilkes would go elsewhere and be a head coach. It's not like that because I don't think Rod Brindamore, I'm I'm almost positive Rod Brindamore wasn't interested in being a head coach anywhere else. Yeah. I think if Rod wasn't the Hurricanes coach, he would have just coached his kids, uh, and that would have been enough for him. He would have been involved in the sport in some way, but I think he would have gotten out of coaching mm-hmm. the sport. Anyway, if Wilkes, I think Wilkes would... He would sort of transfer that level of care onto everybody else. And I think you saw that with the Panthers over the, what was it, 13 weeks that he was the head coach. Yeah. Six and six record. They had some great performances. They had some bad performances. Their game at the Rams. The Rams haven't looked that good since. Yeah. Right? They just haven't looked that good since. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuder with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013-888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. But they've also, I mean, the, they were the only team in the last two months to beat Detroit. Yeah. And I mean, given and what he was working him. with, too, like he didn't have, that wasn't the roster he built, but also he got rid of some people and they he still got rid of did coaches. better. Right. Yeah. He got rid of Robbie Anderson, but that wasn't a loss. I mean, yes. I'm not knocking oh, Robbie, no. you know, I'm not trying to rip Robbie, but yeah. he was not playing well and he was a bit of a headache for the, mm-hmm. for the coaching staff. So that was addition by subtraction. But the roster, we talked about it all year long. The roster isn't that good. The fact that they finished the season seven and ten is like wow, incredible. They finished seven and ten <laughs> with that roster in the beginning of the year. Given health, given Baker Mayfield being good, given Christian McCaffrey playing a full season, and maybe somebody emerging as a second wide receiver, we thought, well, eight wins is probably the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Well. Baker Mayfield wasn't good. Christian McCaffrey was Go traded. On. Nobody ever established themselves as a number two receiver. They didn't have a pass-catching tight end. The defense was... A little wishy-washy sometimes. Right. The defense was, for the most part, very good. Right. And in the second half yesterday, the defense was excellent. Yes. Wasn't so good in the first half. But 
that still doesn't sound like seven and ten. Mm-hmm. It sounds like five and twelve to me. Mm-hmm. I just thought that uh, Wilkes did a very good job in a very difficult spot, and he's such a solid guy that I'd love to see him get a, another crack at being a head yeah. coach. My, I don't know what David. I, I can't. You can't get inside David Tepper's head because. I mean, he's hired one coach, and he went shiny object, and he went quickly to shiny object because he knew that other people were coming after Matt Rule. Mm -hmm. That's how you gave Matt Rule seven years. Jeez. Exactly. Terrible. Uh, And I don't know what Matt Rule got to go to Nebraska, but the years were taken care of, but the overall value of the contract, I don't know. I don't know if David Tepper's still paying Matt Rule. It probably shouldn't matter to David Tepper because it isn't more than – one or two million dollars a year if he is, but I don't think that'll impact who he goes after next, but he's already met with Jim Harbaugh. I don't know who else he would be, who he would have interest in, but I hope that Steve Wilkes is the head coach because I think, A, he deserves it, and I think he would be a really good fit for them, and in a way, he could be their version of Dan Campbell. Yeah. In that it's more important to be able to connect than it is to have this. Like, he's the anti-Mike McDaniel. Of <laughs> my, now, I think Mike did, Mike's done a, a very good job in he Miami. Has. I'm not knocking him. But he's, to me, he is the cerebral, uh, the game planner coach. Yeah. Right? The, uh, the exit. He's bringing the heart that was missing in the locker room. Right. I totally think that they were playing for him at some of those wins that they got. Oh, in for Wilkes. Yes. Oh, no. Panthers were question. absolutely doing that for him. No, that was all that was what last night was all about. Yes. Oh, and each other too. But yeah. what what Wilkes had the ability to do, I believe, was get them to play for each other. Because they all as it turns out, they did have a chance to make the playoffs. But that is also about doing it for each other. And I mean, the most impressive thing about the Lions win at Lambeau Field last night was that it seemed like Detroit, even without anything to play for, had everything to play for. And that speaks to the culture. And that's the first step into becoming a winning franchise is to is establishing a culture. So I think Wilkes did that and I hope he gets the gig. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.